1: They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
2: Quite often on this show, I do silly things. I'm going to do another one right now. I'm going to rewrite a great footballing analogy. That wasn't a game of two halves. It was a game of three thirds. Mansfield Town 4, Oldham Athletic 1. It should have been Mansfield Town 10, Oldham 0 at half-time. And then at the start of the second half, Mansfield do what Mansfield do best. Give them an absolute gift of a goal. And then are on the back foot for a while. But then, something clicks. And the Stags score a further two goals to put the game beyond doubt. And get some youngsters on the pitch as well. All in all, a relatively good afternoon on the pitch i'm sure many people will talk about that goal for oldham but let's talk about the positives as well mansfield town four, oldham athletic one in the final home game of the season this is the mansfield matters podcast it's the cool down post-match reaction show get involved on the live feed and have your say on your team as the stags conclude the season at the one Course stadium one game to go it's a trip to Fort Vale. More on that later in the show. Get involved and celebrate the final home victory of the campaign. 4 1 the Stags win and complete another league double. Mansfield Town 4, Oldham Athletic 1, as afternoons go and score lines go, you'd be pretty pleased with that one, but Mansfield along the way did have to throw in a typical Mansfieldism and give away a cheap goal at 2-0 up, it could have been oh so different, it should have been about 12 nil at half time, oh dear, so good job nothing was running on it, as always joining me to critique the game and uh, go back over moments and probably talk about the size of, no let's not go there. Watch the pre-match show if you want to know more about that. It's Mr Nathan Edge and Mr Cam Felton. Uh, afternoon, boys. That was a frustrating one, wasn't it, Cam, really? The first half should have been out of sight. Second half, pulling teeth for a while.
3: Oh, it is. It's a cool Mansfield. We can't do our job fully, um, fully brilliantly. We've always got to cock it up somewhere. Um, uh, and... <laughs> It gave them, hold them a bit of momentum and if it wasn't for that, you could see five, six, maybe even seven with the way. And, um, eventually, we did make them pay but it, it should have been more, it's it just lack of clinicalness but I'm not going to complain. We score four goals. We won the last game, home game of the season. Um, confidence to take into next week's last game of the season and, uh, I'd say it. It's all good at the moment.
2: Speaking of next week's uh, last game of the season, um, I'm going to hopefully put this poll up in just a second if I can find out how to do it. Uh, it seems to have disappeared. Uh, we're asking you um, because it is the last game of the season uh, next uh, next week. We've had a full season on the sofa. Um, We've sort of come up with a little bit of an idea. Cam's in Mansfield uh, for it, visiting family and what have you. Um, So we are asking you um, in the comments now um, to get involved with a little bit of a vote. We're asking you, would you like to see a Mansfield Matters watch along next week against Port Vale? Um, We're basically me and Cam are here in the garden. Nathan's definitely invited as well, but we know that with an imminent baby due, he will not be allowed out of his house, so we might do it virtually or whatever, uh, but we might do a little uh, watch along next uh, week as well if you want to see us do it. If enough of you want guys want to see us do it, then we will do it. There's a poll right now on the live video, uh, get involved in that. There's a poll on our Twitter as well and a poll normally on our Facebook page, so we'll get the combined results on um, of that, um, and uh, bring you uh, if we, you know, if, if that's something we, which you guys want, we will do that for you next week. Hopefully, Nathan, it'd be a game like today, which uh, had pretty much everything.
4: No, uh, what, what it's going to be is a nil nil <laughs> if you're doing that. <laughs> um, okay. uh, to be honest, uh, today I think the Stags have managed to perfectly do it themselves, define. The whole that you know the, the, the saying that um, some things can just be if it it sometimes can be, seem too perfect to be to be true. Well, what's the saying? I had it made a minute ago, and I completely too threw me good off. to be true. That's the go. So too good to be true, and I think we've um, we've just done that because we were playing exceptionally well. Should have had more goals, and then the Stags. Are, you know, when you think you, you you are when you think you're cruising in the game, the Stags thought actually, yeah, it's too good to be true. Let's let's go and put basically put one in our own net. Cause it might as well have done. Um, but at least we managed to turn it around in the end. Overall, it was a great game, and if we can, if we can follow that with another win on, um, you know, on uh, on Saturday at Port Vale, you know, like we we can only go maximum mm. to fifteenth, but. That doesn't look anywhere near as bad as where we thought we might have been a few month, uh, a couple of months ago, is
2: it? Yeah, absolutely. And also, take to 13 wins with 14 defeats, which wouldn't be too bad in the grand scheme of things. My OCD wants more wins than uh, defeats, but then we did what we did at Salford last week. Uh, let's open some of the comments then. Uh, Steve has kicked us off tonight. Uh, it's never easy when it's easy, the life of a Stags fan. Absolutely. Uh, Roger says it should have been at least seven, but it's probably about right for this season. The goal conceded was comical. Uh, Steve says, brilliant, energetic display, but again, it shows us where we need to strengthen. Uh, Absolutely brilliant, says Keith. End-to-end to the last home match, uh, onwards and upwards for next season all the best from Inverness yeah stay safe my friend stay safe uh, Wayne says another outstanding performance today could and should have won by more than 4-1 and the goal was embarrassing what was Stone and Sweeney thinking. Uh, Jim says under previous managers we would have imploded at 2-1 we're a lot more resilient now uh, Paul says should have been 8-1 uh, just want to say for my Lincoln friend unlucky. Uh, Roger says I'll never know how old them are still in League 2 they were rubbish Mark says, "Bring on next season." Um, Stephen says, "Mr. Red and White tape." Yeah, of course. End of the end of the season. Uh, despite where we always finish, uh, there's always uh, somebody ready to run on the pitch. But the only person ready to run on the pitch today, Nath, uh, was mesni's mower team. I imagine they were on pretty much straight away ready to pitch, ready for next season. I bet they would later be able to do that. Finally. Yeah, I think that's that was the plan, wasn't it? So uh, they said as soon as they can, they're going to get on there and
4: and get the pitch sorted out. Although, saying that, we managed to play some pretty decent football in it today. But um, I think we do know, especially when, when the winter hit. anyway, we, we're we more than uh, ready to get that pitcher, you know, pitch sorted out. So I'm pretty sure Mez and his team will be, would have been very much looking forward and counting down the minutes today to really get to work and, and get that ready for, for, for a new season.
2: I mean, with the way that Nigel Clough was making substitutions, Cam, uh, at one point I thought he was going to bring Mez on.
3: I mean, we always thought that this was going to happen. We'd see plenty of changes. You might as well use them. It's, it's a dead rubber trying try new things. And, and to be fair, it, it worked. I think even though we were making like a, a big number of were making a triple change all at once, it didn't unsettle us too much. And it actually gave us a bit more, bit more energy. And, and I mean, as it some should, might, bringing fresh s- legs on. Some might say it
2: galvanised us.
3: <laughs> it did, definitely. I mean, James,
2: James Clark. That, yeah, Come that, on, oh, I, I know. Super. It's incredible. We've been saying for all season that James Clark needs to start more games. He comes on and does that. We'll delve into that a little bit more in a bit. Let's go back to some more of the comments. Uh, Martin says, stakes coasting and then a scene from Monty Python. That's us this season. Uh, Keith says, was Cam gloating uh, with the result going Salford's way? Uh, missed it if he was. Of course, Salford have lost 1-0 today and dropped out of the playoffs. How are you feeling, Cam?
3: Me? Don't know what you're on about. I didn't say anything. Oh, look at him. He's so salty about it. I didn't even do post match pod last week. He's so salty. He's, he's how oh, can i gloat
2: about it gutted isn't he uh andrew says great result guys uh william says sweeney got off the end great win uh and great to see the youngsters have a run out as well uh and uh roger is addressing in the elephant in the room um it's going to be an argument between me and cam it always is this is why we should do a show next week we should do a watch along because it might end in me to see me and you scratch yeah <laughs> social distancing I mean, will go out of the, the window chat. i will pick up a chair and wrap it around your face
4: I'll share it with all the <laughs> listeners and all the viewers at home. Every, every, basically every week, uh, there's, there's a scrap in the chat, chat between these two. So it would be quite good on a live feed, I've I got
2: to say.
3: I mean, to be fair, Get we, we, were yes. in, we were in agreement for most of today's game.
2: Yeah, we were. To be fair, I do. Yeah, I do until I, the. Game. I mean, I know. I do agree. I do agree that there was a little bit of error on Stone's part. I just don't think he should shoulder all the blame. Because I don't think Sweeney should either. I no, think very, very harsh. Let, let's, let's be in agreement. Let's have a gentleman's agreement and say both of them need uh, to hold the hands up and say, look, this is us this season. This is what we do. We just thought we'd make it interesting. We didn't want to see – you know, we didn't want us to completely coast sticks because we wanted to keep you switched on. We wanted to add some drama. We know how much you love Hollyoaks and drama and, and stuff like that. We wanted to add some in. So we just both thought it would be good for content, for the podcast, because we both know they like the show – we're just gonna do this. I, I think that's what happened, personally. <laughs> Stop agreeing! Come on, we- the viewers are here to watch you two <sighs> scrap. We're not having this.
4: I
3: well, mean, I- we can we-, we could say it's fifty-fifty, just because it's it's harsh to 70-30. pin it on someone. Like I think it's extremely harsh that the commentary were saying it was Sweeney or yeah. Sweeney.
2: Yeah, and equally, it was it was exactly that. It'd be exactly the same for Stone. Yeah. it was. There was. Let's, this has Mans, been Mansfield's problem the entirety of the season: a complete lack of communication, and a complete lack of trust, and a complete lack of sensibility. Is that a word? Let's go with that. Uh, you know, uh, of yeah, sensibility. Um, watching the video back, obviously somebody posted on Facebook straight away. I think, and here's the argument. Sweeney, I think for me, has three opportunities to either put it in Rosehead or play a ball back for Stone to then boot it clear. But equally, in the time which Sweeney has, the time to have the three opportunities to deal with it, Stone could come and make himself big and, and get so rid I of it.
3: Is, that bot, that eighteen-yard <coughs> box, is a goalkeeper's home. It should be a goalkeeper commanding mm-hmm. that area.
2: But also a defender. I agree, but also a defender of yeah. that magnitude, he picks the ball up on the edge of it, on the edge of the box. To be fair, a defender of that experience, at that level, at that point in the game, should know that we've been in this situation before and should know to deal with it. I think, like we say, these blame well, blame's a harsh word because this blame's a strong word. There is. Responsibility. Lessons to be learned. Yeah, there's lessons to be learned for both, and there's responsibility on both shoulders equally.
4: The, the thing that the, if you remember a few weeks ago, though, one of the things that Nigel Nigel Clough came out and said basically, he basically said that the defenders need to take charge of the situations, and and it's quite it clear. What game was? It? I can't remember where it was, whether whether it was Barrow or it might be even more recent than that, um, where we was making we we basically stopped playing it back to the keeper, which which actually worked for a long time because it meant that defender took charge of that situation. So yeah. that, I think that was forgotten today, which is probably why for me I'd maybe slightly blame Sweeney a little bit more, but they both were definitely to blame. That's, I think, I think that's
2: for sure. both equally, though, made up for it at different points in the game. Um, let's spin it to a positive because it was a positive result and a, a largely positive performance. Stone in the first half in particular at 2-0 makes a couple of comfortable routine saves um when they were starting to get back into the game towards the latter end of the second half and then Sweeney at the other end to be fair I think it was the third goal um Lapsley second um does really well from the corner to control it shepherd the ball well play a ball uh who did play it I think it was Maris who put it back in um does well to play that ball and then we score from that so that second phase of play Sweeney does really well in that so let's 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 be controversial for those who love an argument and just say, look, it is what it is. It typifies Mansfield Town this season, but we want a game of football. Is there any point dwelling on a negative when there are so many positives to take out of that game? Cam, can we agree on that at least?
3: Yeah, we've got. We, we can't we can't be typical Mansfield fans and look at the negatives of everything.
2: Yeah, and I think that's a lot of what this weekend's about as well, isn't it? Off the pitch, so. <laughs> Dave says, just watched a replay of their goal. It was Stone's fault Sweeney was ushering the ball out. Uh, Roger says, was impressed with the youngsters. Uh, Ward had a good game and looked comfortable. James Clark, I think, is a better player than Gordon. Sinclair, great game. Uh, Gary, looked a good side today with the youngsters on. Maris had a great game there. Goal shows players are not shouting commands. Something to work on. Sweeney had a good game apart from that. Uh, Roger, Maris, Lapsley and Quinn also had very good games. Martin, impressive football played on the floor by the Stags, especially the youngsters. Um uh, Clive says Stone pounced on the on the ball like a puppy on a on a ping pong ball. I mean, to be honest, my analogies are, are, have been stronger than that um so we, we need words he's come up with better ones um uh, craig says i missed the magic tape too loads around us call it the magic tape because of the power the stewards think it has over us uh, and rob says george lapsley brilliant today let's delve into some more of them positives Nate. firstly keaton ward his first start for mansfield town uh today he's had a couple of substitute op- appearances we've seen sinclair we've seen law uh get starts this season uh, Ward's done well when he's come on, and to be honest, didn't look out of place at all. I thought it was a very assured performance for him. Uh, of course, on a short-term deal, out of contract in the end of the season, I'd be very happy to see him get a little bit of an extension in, and develop him because we've got another little tidy player on our hands there.
4: Yeah, I mean, obviously, midweek on today we did the uh, Deal or No Deal episode. So if anyone's not 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 listened to that or watched it, back, like. do go and go and check it out because it was a uh, we, we we all loved it, didn't we? And uh, we did say then about. Keaton Ward he's probably one that we we would you know keep in the in the building. You know, he's come back back uh, from what he's shown so far. Right, he's not played that many uh, that many minutes, but when he's come on, he's looked, he's looked decent today. Obviously, he's got his first start and um, you know in, in one of our better performances going forward. He you know he was he was an integral part of it, which I think is uh, you know a a a big compliment to him. So you know, he's unlucky not to get a goal as well. Um yeah, you know, I, I thought he did he did very well today. And if you know if, if uh, Nigel Clough has said to some of those players to go out there and get yourself a contract, um you know he's certainly not done himself any harm this afternoon. So in a for me, the midfield in particular, every one of them were, were superb today and, and, and he is definitely
3: counted in that. Thoughts on
2: Keaton Wardcam?
3: Uh, more than proved himself. I think he's got he has got a future at the club. I think it's just developing that, though. Obviously, we don't, we can't push him straight into the first team. But he's also that age where you can't, can't have him in the. Obviously, the next season will be different because we'll have the reserves, so it's a little bit different. You can have them in the first team, but still have them playing regular football, even if they're on the bench. So he's definitely worth keeping around, though. The couple of games where he has played, he has he has impressed. Mm. Uh, and definitely today was was by far his best game that he's had for us.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Let's uh, talk about another young player, Cam, as well. Uh, Tyrese Sinclair, third goal in as many home games for him. Should have had an absolute hatful today. Um, you know, I think for me, I think we've found his position. I think it's as an out-and-out striker. I think we've got a really good young, raw talent there who's got a, a flair and an eye for goal. If we can get another experienced striker alongside him, he will certainly be pushing for a place for me because he looks like a really, really hot, impressive uh, player at League Two level at the moment.
3: So comfortable and on the ball. His, his feet are fantastic. And the ball, it's like, it's like glue on his foot. It, it just sticks. It, and... It's brilliant because you don't get many, especially at this level, having many strikers that can do what he does without such fantastic control. And he knows where the net is, and that's the most important thing when you're a striker. So it's another one where we need to obviously keep tabs on him, whether that's in and out of the first team playing reserve games as and when, whenever, because obviously I think it would be a bit much to push him straight into the first team. Um, on a week in, week out basis outside of a COVID season, um, but he's definitely going to be on on Clough's radar for uh, when it comes to strikers for next season.
2: With a full pre season under his belt, Nath, you know, and with the right additions brought him along in alongside him, you know, I think he'll be in with a real shout next season. I think it might be that oppor- might be that opportunity which you know we've been waiting for a long time to have a ho- homegrown player involved every week aside of the restrictions they've been involved you know that we can't dress it up any other way they've been involved this season especially the latter half of the campaign because there's been no choice i think had you know we got our targets in january and had Oli sarkic been um fit and not an absolute crock um i don't think him nor ward and um, would have got the opportunities that they have done this season but full credit to them they've taken it but i genuinely think next season sinclair in particular um will be one in which it it's not an involvement in the case of having to be involved but because he's very much earned it
4: i think that you could say that for for, for a couple like you, you probably say jason laws in that bracket now as well yeah um you know that you're right i think they may not have got got anywhere near as many opportunities that you know they have done if it wasn't for the the january business which you know, didn't end up uh, evolving as as expected but in some ways that's a positive I mean obviously at points it hasn't been at points we've been shaken a little bit and concerned that you know we've the recruitment's left us too short and, uh, and and we were worried about relegation at one point but we we managed to get that sorted and now you can actually look at it and say now it is a positive because those players have been a big part of that so um, it's not like they've not had to play in pressured situations because they have yes it's different because they're not in front of a crowd but they still had to deal with that to a certain extent um, and I just think because of that, going into next season, they not only have, you know, the, the the coaching team had the chance to see them in that environment more, which they usually they may not have had the chance to otherwise, but they're gonna get so much from it, you know, that their for their development and their experience, um, that's only gonna help them. And I think certainly for um, you know, the two that we talked about there, Laura and and Sinclair, uh, and focusing on Sinclair at the moment, he will get better. I think I've just got this faith in that he's going to get better the more he plays because you can see the progression already in his mm. game
2: just through this one season. It's almost a shame, Cam, that the season's going to end in a game's time because you think another month or so, you know, if he'd have got this chance sort of November time, it might have been one of those situations a little bit like Max Watters at, at, at Crawley. You know, he came in, hit, hit the ground running first real season in, uh, you know, senior football and then get sold on for, for a big figure. I'm not suggesting that um, we should be doing that at all, but it, it's that similar situation, isn't it? You know, the fact that he's, he's right on the peak of growing week on week, but then next week, this time next week, that's it. It's done. It, it stopped. They're all on a beach somewhere, albeit not Marbella, probably Skeggy, because you know you can't travel outside the UK and all that. But you know what I mean? It, it's a shame that it's going to come to an end for those for that young group.
3: Yeah, it is. I think. Obviously they'll go away and they'll do whatever they do in pre-season, keeping themselves fit. Probably, probably get together and play some five-a-side. Probably the best thing, just to keep that mentality uh, mentality going, and then get them back in early for pre-season. And I imagine most clubs, especially we, if if things go the way that we're expecting them to, with the the vaccines and and the rates dropping, hopefully we'll be able. Everyone will be able to have a a full pre-season. So obviously, this season we only played league clubs in pre-season just mm. because of COVID regulations. Obviously, usually you'd play your non-leagues, your Rainworths, you think your Alfreton's, where you can sort of like match your um, your yeah. your level a little bit more, sort of like conference, t- like higher-end conference teams, lower-end League One teams, uh, and actually get a proper pre-season. So hopefully, that's that will be enough to develop them and. and and give them a fighting chance to be in the first team, because we've we've still got to develop them. They're still young, and they've still got plenty of development that they can do. We can't just take the foot off the gas because they've had a good few months. We've just got to keep going and going, and and just keep pushing them further and further, to the point where we can be having them in the first team every week. They can be starters every week.
2: It's going to be a real test of Nigel Clough's staff to create a programme which you know gets that right balance um, for them. Because you've got to remember, a lot of these young players especially, um, this is the first time they've had a taste of senior football. It's certainly going to change dramatically uh, at the start of the next season as well. So it's going to be a real test of the coaching staff to uh, to keep a, a balanced programme going through the closed season. Uh, more of your comments. Clive says, was Perch playing today? Yes, he played centre-back alongside Sweeney. Had a quiet game, but that's not necessarily a bad thing because... You know the more you don't notice them the more they're doing a good job so especially in defence um Uh, I thought he looked comfortable alongside Sweeney at centre back today um, aside from obviously that error from Sweeney but uh, Perch slotted into right side centre back for me very very well indeed Uh, Rob says looks like we have a brilliant youth players coming through the system Roger Ward looks to have time on the ball definitely he's got a future to develop but shows great promise Uh, Alan says it was a solid all-round performance with a single mistake that we should not dwell on absolutely 100% agree with that Sweeney on the whole was excellent James Clark played very very well in the short period he was on the pitch. Hard to single out a man of the match but for me Lapsley edged it. Get your notebook out Cam, that's one vote for Lapsley. Uh, A good last home performance uh, for the season. Bring on Port Vale. And transfer targets which need to be positive, and we need to trust Nigel. Uh, John says, Good all round performance against a poor Oldham side. Ward had a very good debut. Roger said, uh, I said on this show early on the season uh, that Sinclair should have played more. Absolutely. Um, Mark says, I thought Ward had a good game. And Stags Chat says, um, where has that team been all season? Sinclair was uh, was class. Lapsley was also brilliant. Yeah, let's touch upon uh, George Lapsley for a second there. Nate uh, obviously had that spell out injured and struggled to sort of refine his form, but that was the George Lapsley we uh, know and have come to love today. However, um, with a couple of minutes left to go, I'd have been absolutely seething if I'd have been George Lapsley on a hat trick and Clough fetches him off. i have been I'd have been seething. I mean you could you'd say
4: probably Clough's argument is saving him for, for Saturday but I mean Saturday's also a dead rubber so I guess he <laughs> would probably look at it and think just let me go and get my hope you know get my hat-trick it was there for the taking wasn't it I mean Tyrese probably should have had a hat-trick as well to, to be fair um, but you know we we were carving them open at will so you'd like to think there could have been a chance there for, for Lapsley to get that but um, you know as, as we know it it wasn't necessarily about lapsing at that point. It was about getting the other players on to see what they're about. So it's probably not even looking forward to Saturday. It's probably more looking forward to who's on the bench and giving them a chance. But set, that said, um, you know, we, I said it on Saturday. Um, was it, was it Saturday when we played Scunthorpe or was it Tuesday? I've lost track now, but, um, and Tuesday before played, Salford. Yeah. was, uh... yeah. So we played Scunny, didn't we? And, uh, Lapse he got a got 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 his goal in there, and it, it much better performance from him as well. Because before that, we you know he had a slow return from from injury, but you started seeing it from then of him really coming back into the you know the George Laps that we you know we had before injury, and and today he took that again up another gear, which is uh you know was, was a big difference. You know, and I think that's why you know the whole midfield and the whole forward play uh you know, you ticked because they were all they all went up a
2: gear today, and it just.
4: You could see the difference.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Let's touch upon those uh, who did get a bit uh, of time on the pitch. Um, of course. Uh, we saw James Clark come on. We mentioned him a little bit briefly earlier, Cam. Uh, we've said on this podcast for, for ages that he really impressed us last season and should have been given a chance uh, earlier on in the campaign. I really, really, really want to see him start against Port Vale um, next week. I thought he did really, really well when he came on. Um, obviously got an assist for one of the goals, which was very, very good. His forward movement was good. In fact, the, the first touch that he had, um, nearly, we nearly got a goal from it. Um, and then defensively at the other end, um, there were a couple of opportunities where we would pushed high a little bit uh, too much. Uh, he got back in very, very well and covered as well for, for Perch. And they complemented each other very, very well indeed. Um, for me, I, I don't know, I just want to see him given an opportunity uh, next week to start. Because I think he's another player who, yes, he's not going to start regularly for us in, in League 2. Perhaps could do with a couple of months out developing at conference level. But I think he's another good young player Who's got something really, really good and different uh, to offer Mansfield Town next season?
3: Yeah, he has, and that's something that we were saying last season. Obviously, I think one of his standout games was Bradford uh, between Christmas and New Year. Mm. Yes, we lost the game, but he he didn't look out of place in a in a League Two side. He was very impressive, and I think there was a couple of other games where he, where he really stood out and. So that's the thing, it might not be our youth development, but he's still a young player and we can still develop him even further. And well, like I guess... you said, he's, he's, he's not going to be starting every game. That That's the key thing, mm. because out of the two, if you're going to choose Callan Gordon or James Clark, who, who are you going to go with? I mean, of course, you're going to go with Kellen Gordon, but you, and you've got well, Perch in there the, as well. But well, then you know you've got a good enough back. Yeah, or I, I honestly you've got a good rotation. I honestly well, he feel, as well, doesn't he?
2: I honestly feel that he's better than Corey O'Keefe as well. I mean, O'Keefe has been very, very unlucky this this season, um, especially since Clough's coming. He's not really had a look in, but there's probably a reason for that. He doesn't perhaps fit into the system that Clough wants to play. Uh, but I think, um, for me, Nate, I think. Uh, James Clark just offers a little bit more. A reminder he can play at centre half too. He's got a bit of a long throw on him um, as well. I don't know. I, I just think I, I feel like he's, he's definitely one to watch for the future.
4: Yeah, I mean, you know, we say you're saying there about sort of you've, you've got him and Kellen Gordon obviously at the, at the moment. Um, and I think that having James Clark, if we can get him a bit more involved and get him a bit more sort of experience, he will be there to, to push kevin gordon and when gordon doesn't have the you know fall out of form like he has done of late um you know you you want somebody there to who who can come in and and step up to the plate and we've kind of said this about you know the last couple of seasons about on the left side about mel bedding because there's not really been anyone there to really take to to push him in that position whereas clark can do this on the on the right for you know and push push um gordon so
2: because of his age and because I'll be right back, keep talking, I'll be right back, keep talking.
4: okay, good. Um, yeah, because of his his age, he has got a lot of potential to uh, to develop going forward. so whether we bring in somebody else and, and and Clark is sent out on loan for a little bit or whether we you know put a bit of faith in him now and see what he can do, uh yeah you know, for next season I, I i think he's worth a shout anyway
2: completely agree Actually, with everything that you just said um thank you. yeah right. i think you
3: you're absolutely brilliant
2: Nathan. You, <laughs> you're putting the truth Moore, spot right? on yep. yeah. yeah that's fine that's fine
3: <laughs> one thing that I was going to going to talk about while craig disappeared was um i think Stephen McLaughlin had a decent game yeah oh, 100% um, fir- firstly to bring it up to nathan because why not it's funny but uh, he, go on, Nick. Get at him, him.
2: Get at him. You were telling me to get him earlier with the goalkeeper thing. Go on. Come
3: on I mean, go on. Go
4: no on. Get him. Did, did you not hear what I said pre-match? I said it was tongue-in-cheek in the group chat. I said his second half of the season He's actually done all right.
3: Backtracking. Yeah, but but you it's did. It's not. Say he's no McDonald. You know,
4: yeah. about. But... He's, he's hundred times better than McDonald. That's that's one thing to say. That's saying summer. <sighs> <I> think...
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, going off Shut on the tangent, him. but he, he had an impressive game. And I think that's, it's the, um, and I know Mal's always going to be a legend, but there's that part of the game that Mal was lacking, getting up and down the the wing like he used to. He just didn't do it as much last season and the season before, uh, this season and the season before, whether that was just the style of football we were playing or whether he was told to help hold back. But McLaughlin's really just seems to have made the position his own and 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 pushed Mal to the edges, uh, to the fringes, and I still he's caused enough time. of a yeah. stir in the camp that Clough's gone. Maybe we do need a change. Maybe we do need to get some fresh legs in.
2: I mean, for me personally, I have to agree. Uh, McLaughlin was absolutely outstanding today, and he'll be in my top three. Um, just goes to say, sometimes when you do sign a new contract, you actually do perform after it and not put your feet up. Um, got forward very, very well. I agree with Nathan in some respects that, for me, he's not my first choice left back. I'm disappointed um, that we seem to have, uh, you know, got rid of Mal in favour of him. But I don't, that's not the, the right way of looking at it. Because McLaughlin, for me, I think, Left back's, He's a good player, but left-back's not his first position. when you know He played in front of the back four when we first went to the diamond. It was absolutely superb. Uh, played in the midfield area in the season, was, was superb as well. Um, and I think as long as we've got some cover down that side, it, it, it's all right. He definitely needs competition. Um, for me, he won't be our first choice left-back next season, but I think he's a good utility player to have in the squad. Um, a good experienced head as well. Um, one of the few experienced lads in there. Um whether that second left back's Jaden Charles, I didn't see enough of him um today. Um I think there are better left backs out there. But again, Jaden Charles is another one that I want with, with the greatest respect to um to Stephen McLaughlin. He had a fantastic game today and it would be very harsh to drop him for Port Vale. But it's the last game we're gonna have, Nate. So I wanna see I do want to see um I, I want to see at least forty-five minutes from Jade Charles. If it's not working, bring McLaughlin on. I think he deserves yeah. a deserves a chance. We need to see him, and it might be another one for us to to develop. It you know it'd be nice to discover a player and and develop him and and do it and do things that way.
4: Yeah, I agree. Um, like a bit like I was saying a minute ago about George Lapsley having to go off. He kind of had to go off for the necessity of somebody, the ones that we need to look at to come on. So, in a, in a sense, going into know, yeah, into. In Saturday, I mean, I was a little bit surprised that there was, there were only sort of, that you know, with the three changes that we had had today, to be honest, because there wasn't really um, sort many of those players starting, to, mm. you know, for, for the one. So obviously they were going to come on, but I would expect some of them to maybe start on Saturday now. You know, we've we've had a we've had a good win today. Obviously you won't want to change it too much because you don't want to go out there and and get overrun. But I think. By by showing what they were able to do when they did come on, it wasn't like it changed it too much, wasn't it? It wasn't like it upset the the rhythm of the game. No, it so didn't. I think they can come in and still, you know, pick up from where we left off to a certain extent. So with the likes of, of uh of Jaden Charles and maybe even Jake Wright, we haven't seen him again, so is he gonna get some some time? Um, you know, there's some players on there that you probably expect to start or at least get longer than you know, the, the ten minutes that they got today.
2: Yeah, uh, just to upset you a little bit, Nathan, and also upset me as well. Um, Jamie's just commented saying, "Just heard Nigel Clough's interview on BBC Nottingham, and it looks like Sweeney isn't in contract talks. That'd be a, a huge, huge shame if, if that doesn't happen. But just because he's not in contract talks now doesn't mean he won't be in a couple of weeks. Um, maybe they're not talking because it's already signed. You know? Yeah, just, and, a, and also maybe it's just trick trickles. And also and as well, that. I think in context of today's game, he's made a mistake, so the question's going to be asked and. You know, it just might be one which is not answered about. I would be, I'd still, despite the error today, um, I would still be very, very frustrated to see Ryan Sweeney leave. Yeah, I agree.
3: Um, yeah, you've got to agree because it is one of the the best defenders at the club. It makes it interesting though if he's not in contract talks, who the hell has he got lined up?
2: Yeah, uh, and why is he playing? Why is it if he's not in if he's not in contract talks? He's he's obviously. This is why I applaud Nigel Clough for what he's done with Mal Benning because he said, "You know what? He's not in my plans. He wants to leave for a new challenge. So I'm not. He's not going to train and he's not going to play to prevent him from getting injured and you know scuppering a new deal elsewhere." Well, if it, for for me, if Sweeney is also not in your plans, don't play him either because you're doing the same. You're doing the same thing. You got. You can't do one for another and, and something else for another. Not a criticism of Clough, but just my opinion, which is. I I just think I think it's a it, bit w- bizarre, it, would, isn't it it's a bit bizarre and I think it would be a mistake to sign, to let Ryan Sweeney go on a free. Fair enough bring in another center half and um absolutely um you know provide competition and and mix things up and, and and do that. Absolutely do that because we do need it, but he's too good of a player to let go on a free, especially you know, with with.
3: I mean, with it's all the an interesting one. He's, in. le- he's letting Sweeney go on a free by the signs of it. Then, um, by that same thing, why is he putting him ahead of uh, him below Farron Rawson? Yeah, and if friends?
2: that's if that's true, then I had an appointment at Specsavers this morning. <laughs> Should have given it to Clough.
4: <laughs> I mean, the, the thing is, he obviously has come out in press and said that he's got. Sort of eight main targets. So, you know, I would say I'd say a, a good five or six of those are going to be they're going to be sort of first time, first you know, first teamers, aren't they? Mm. And maybe the others are maybe you're looking at squad players. So that's a lot of players to come in there. He's already said that he's pretty happy with the midfield area, which I completely agree with. I think yeah. there's not much that needs to be done there. So you may be looking at five, five or six players but you're looking at your defence and strikers. So based on that, it doesn't surprise me that much that Sweeney, well, it surprised me because I, I don't think it's the right decision personally. I think, I although agree. he's not been informed, he's, he's, first of all, value to the club is an asset. And I think even if we tied him down for another year, or t- you know, something, somebody would be interested in. I think somebody would pay money for him. So yeah. surprised me on that front. But second of all, I still think he can play a bit a part in it. So, it's yeah, and we could be left. I don't think many essays going to be here, so really, we're going to be left with Rawson and Perch. So, what do you need another two or three? To yeah, come
2: in? I think you need. I don't think Jake Wright's going to be in the equation at all, um, because if he was and he it was interesting looking at him, it have started ahead of Sweeney today.
4: Yeah, that's that's what I would, I would say as well.
2: Um, that makes sense. So discount him. I think we're looking at, at least two defenders. Um, probably both centre-backs, maybe one left-back, one centre-back, one left-back, or one that can play left side as well. You know, Rawson's going to stay. He's he's performed better. He's he's got better as the weeks have gone on. But would I put him ahead of a partnership of Perch and Sweeney? No, I wouldn't. But again, it depends on who Nigel Clough's going to come in. It's, It's almost like this time last season when you sort of knew that certain players were on the way out and it's frustrating to see them go... Nathan's got the shirt behind him um, on his wall Christian Pierce's shirt should we have got rid of Christian Pierce in hindsight no but it would have happened to it would have had to happen eventually and it's the same with Sweeney I just think Sweeney's at a really good age it, it we, we it's a season too early for him to move on and I would be very very peeed off oh. if if he if he
3: went, I, I think. Last well, thing, you look at most uh, a lot of centre backs, especially sort of like in the higher divisions. Notoriously, centre backs you're always they're always your your more senior players anyway. Your your late twenties, early thirties. Tech Pierce, for example, what he was, what 20, 27, 28 when he came in. Yeah. And he he was just a. a a fan favourite straight away. He fit into the team. He did well, and he was that experience you could ha- could rely on. And I'd, I just think it's a bit of a waste to let Sweeney go, especially at what 24, 25,
2: younger than that. He's I think
3: not, he's not even in his prime yet. I think he's younger as a than centre-back. that.
2: Um, it's one which we'll dwell on I'm sure we'll await news and you know we're literally going this, this, where, this, 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 this conversation said, Only joking, yeah, this, this conversation is based off <laughs> one comment in the comments we've not heard any post-match interviews yet because we've been doing this so I think we should leave that discussion there leave it for midweek and see and see what happens and have those conversations further down the line um, we'd like you to start thinking of your player of the seasons now last couple of comments uh, not player of the season sorry uh, play, uh, man of the match um uh, Jamie says you need to listen to the Jake Garnet interview with Clough yeah we will do it at some point we'll talk about that in uh, uh, midweek as well so start getting your votes coming in for today's Man of the Match it will be a very very tough one um, as well um, Roger says I think I know he's still young but Jamie Reed hasn't scored enough goals for me so you know what's going to happen um, Clive says Rawson is my player of the season shock uh, Roger says Rawson might be going as well uh, Sweeney is definitely a better defender Um, Clive says, I thought George Maris had his best game uh, today. Uh, And Alan asks or says, this podcast has been great. Are you planning uh, something on an ad hoc basis during the close seasons as the signings come in? Now, this is an interesting one, which uh, we weren't going to address today, but seeing as the question has been asked, uh, we might as well address it. Um, In a a week on Monday, I start a brand new job, um, which is going to take a lot of my time up. Um, Nathan, obviously, in the next couple of weeks, He's going to be changing nappies, and Cam's got a significant life event, especially with being at uni, which is going to happen in the next couple of months or so as well. Um, we've done a lot of broadcasts this year, um, every single match day, before and after a game, um, podcasting the week as well. We're n- close to probably doing over 100 um, shows on the, on the playlist, actually, for this year. Um, usually, we probably would. We'd probably try and do something... At least once a week, or every two weeks, or if something significant happened, we would. But this year, I don't think we will. Um, we, we all unless something
3: comes up. Let's see. The point is. I, that I disagree. with us let's let's talk about it, Cam. Last season, obviously, in the in the close season when the whole COVID thing kicked off, a lot of what our close season content is, we ended up doing week upon week upon week upon week upon week until football returned we only took what about a month off yeah we didn't have long off
2: because we we did 10 we episodes didn't have a yeah we did 10 weeks worth of uh, best time of the week even though we recorded about nine episodes in one day that was a good day actually really funny literally the couple of days before lockdown uh, we all got together in in here uh, sat around the table and recorded three or four episodes it was brilliant did about 10 weeks worth of that had Hang a couple on, no, of no, weeks no, no. off and then we recorded 3 two episodes
3: 3 3 yeah left then we had a good idea in the car and then oh, we're yeah. going back <laughs> yeah
2: then we came back and recorded another two <laughs> yeah it was funny um but yeah we've done a lot of stuff if something really big and significant happens um we probably will jump on for like an impromptu podcast Um, but things are are going to change for all of us and I think we need that little bit of time but certainly when pre-season comes back um, we will be up and running again Um, hopefully we'll be able to go to games so this podcast won't happen but we'll always do one in midweek and also um, you know the bars are opening up again and everything wouldn't it be wonderful uh, to do a live podcast um, with a special guest raise a little bit of money for charity like we did a couple of years ago And sort of, uh, you know, help give a bit of revenue back to the club. So, um, in short, we won't be doing things for every single signing, but if something significant happens, then of course we will. We will always have our eye on the ball and look at it. But um, certainly in the weeks immediately after the season finishes uh, we will be going quiet for a little bit purely because there's going to be a lot of things happening for all of us on an individual basis and we're not necessarily going to have the time to do it although Nathan's going to be picking up the phone and begging me to do something just so he doesn't have to change a nappy that's what I'm fuming
4: about like, you know, I know I'm absolutely sh- shocking excuses here
2: yeah absolutely
4: this is this is my way out This coming up coming <laughs> into my office <laughs> I'm going to have to actually change nappies. I didn't stand up for that
2: <laughs> well there you go well <laughs> this is what happens when you don't wear a hat anyway let's move swiftly on uh, start thinking about your uh, man of the match votes um, and whilst you two do that uh, I'll take a little look about the uh, scores elsewhere in Skybet League 2 this afternoon get your man of the match votes coming in in the comments because whilst it was not it was a dead rubber for us in Sky Bet League 2 today, elsewhere, there were still a lot of tasty games. None more so than down at the bottom of the table with South and United winning 2-1 away at Barrow. However, victory could not save them from the grasp of relegation. They drop into the conference uh, thanks to a goalless draw at Scunthorpe. Elsewhere, Bolton beaten 2-1 at home to Exeter, a result at the other end of the table, which keeps Exeter in the running for the playoffs on the final day of the season and prevents Bolton from jumping up to second place after Cambridge uh, were uh, on the wrong end of a, diff- uh, a defeat last night, which cost them automatic promotion. Bradford and Scunthorpe was the goal of draw, which I was telling you about, which relegated Southend. Colchester... Beat Salford by a goal to nil, keeping Colchester safe and pretty much writing Gary Bowyer's P45 at Salford. Two points outside of the playoffs, though. Exeter and Forest Green in a far better position, though, to take that last playoff place on the final day of the season. Forest Green beat Tranmere by two goals to one in a battle of the two playoff sides, a result which puts Forest Green back in the playoff reckoning. Already relegated Grimsby. Beat Port Vale by a goal to nil. Port Vale, of course, we take on next week. Leighton Orient 2, Carlisle 3. Big result for Carlisle. However, not enough to see them stay in the playoff race. Newport 1, Cheltenham 0. Of course, Cheltenham, they've been celebrating all week after winning promotion. They stay top of the table, but haven't yet secured the title. That will go to the final day of the season. Newport, incidentally, move up to fifth. Can't get automatic promotion, but pretty much will secure their playoff place. Steve needs three, Crawley three. A game which meant pretty much nothing. And Warsaw 0, Morecambe 2. Morecambe, because of that 2-0 win. Should they win next weekend and results elsewhere go in their favour, will get automatic promotion. How mad is that a 4-1 win for the Stags though puts them in 17th with a game to with one game to go they take on 13th place Port Vale next weekend a game which if you want to you can watch along with us now we won't be showing the actual footage but there'll be a camera on us and we'll be doing some commentary over it more on that next week if you vote yes vote is open now on Twitter in the comments and on our Facebook page as well Keep dropping in your man of the match votes for today's game, though, as the Stags beat Oldham by four goals to one. Town 4 Oldham Athletic 1. Get your comments uh, in now with your votes for man of the match. Going to be a difficult one today, come out. You've got a big ream of paper there ready to mark all these votes down. Whilst you dig one out and figure out how to spell. Uh, Nathan, I'll come to you first. How many's in the reckoning for you? There are 3 in the reckoning for me. Go for it. Who have you got?
4: I'm going to go for the two Georges, George Morris and George Lapsley. Um as I've mentioned a couple of times already, I thought the midfield were absolutely superb today. All of them were, actually, and they all could have been within a shout, to be fair. Uh, but they, for me, were the two two outstanding uh, you know players in, in the midfield area. And my third vote is for Sinclair, um, against, especially the first half. Um, he was superb. Could have probably got a couple more goals, um, especially the one chance where I think Sweeney with a long ball and, yeah, probably put a shot that one away so um, he very nearly got my overall vote I think if he got another goal he probably would have done but I'm gonna give it two and I'm struggling here because it's between the two Georges but I
2: think because scored well scored two I've got to go with Lapsley. Cam Felton are you on the same wavelength with the same three or have you got other names to throw into the hats?
3: Uh Yeah, I've got the two Georges, uh, Tyrese, but I've also got Stephen McLaughlin. I thought he played very well, so I've got four there, but for me, it's George Lapsley.
2: No-brainer for you then. Um, For me, the two Georges definitely in there. um, Lapsley was back to his best. He'd have been fuming to be taken off on a hat-trick. I would have been, um, but would have taken it in good spirits. Um, Maris... Excellent game again today, Quinn. Excellent game as, as normal. Um, he doesn't get in the top three though. Um, in fact, I'm going to make it a top four because I can't split. So the two Georges, uh, no, my top four is George Lapsley, Tyree Sinclair, who I thought was absolutely excellent again today. Um, Stephen McLaughlin, who I thought was um, who I thought was terrific. Um, who am I going to pick for my fourth one? Sinclair, Lapsley, McLaughlin, and mm, I'm going to give. Stone. Mm, no, of course really? not. No, 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 no. no. Um, uh, Keaton Ward. I'm going to put up there purely because I thought he had a very good game and, and uh, controlled the midfield. However, my vote is. I'm going to annoy Nathan here, I'm going to go for Stephen McLaughlin, I thought he ran the show today for the majority, Um, so yeah, my vote's for Stephen McLaughlin, but will that be enough to sway it? So far, we are on what cam, if you made note of the one from earlier, it should be three to Lapsley, one to McLaughlin so far, is that what you've got?
3: Sorry, your internet. My internet keeps cutting out.
2: Yeah, it's not my internet, mate. It's obviously yours. Uh, I said at it the moment, at, at the moment, it should be three to Lapsley, one to McLaughlin. Is that what you're on at the minute? Yes. Right. It is. Get your That's pen. What I've got so far. Get your pen ready and make sure you stand above. You know, get your missus to stand with the coat hanger with to make the the antenna work for the for the internet as we reel off these. William says Quinn played really good for me, but because of the two goals, Lapsley. Wayne, everyone played really well today, but I've got to go for Lapsley as man of the match. Um, Roger, man of the match is a hard ask, but for his work rate, closing down players, I'll go Sinclair. Jamie says uh, Maris. Glynn says Sinclair. Richard says Lapsley. Um, Clive says four in the frame for my man of the match, but I'm going to opt for George Maris. Kathy says Lapsley. Gary says Maris. And with that, that is time for Cam to do the maths. 4-1 victory at the one Core stadium. Many players up for the vote, apart from Aidan Stone and Ryan Sweeney. Sorry, lads. But who will be crowned the final man of the match of the season for home games? We've still got a game next week, remember? Will it be the two Georges? Will it be Nathan's mate, Stevie Mac? Will it be the hotshot Tyree Sinclair? Will it be the debutants, Keaton Wards. Will it be Mez and his team for getting on the pitch relatively quickly with the tractors, we imagine? Will it be Alan Wilson, the PA announcer? Will it be us for watching it on the sofa? It's time to find out as we head to wherever
3: Cam is for the results of the Man of the Match Votes! Well, it is one of the Georges. It's George Lapsley this week's man of the match. There we go. George Lapsley
2: then gets this week's man of the match. Well done uh, to him. He gets the coveted tweet from Nathan Edge, although he's probably not going to see it because they're all doing a social media blackout. But still do it, Nate. Hey, still do it. You've got to. You've got to still do it. If it's on Monday. Yeah, absolutely. You'll see it when he logs back in. He'll probably see it today, to be fair, because I imagine there'll be a few of them not looking. Anyway, moving on from that, um, that's pretty much it. Uh, obviously, next week, we it look it's looking very likely at the moment um, um, that uh, we will be doing a watch-along next week. We will still, however, do the post-match reaction show and get Nathan involved. We know that hopefully Nathan will be with us. Um, it all depends on... It's getting very tight, isn't it, now, Nath? Are you sort <laughs> I of... Lit- you?
4: I don't think he's bothered about coming, to be honest. I think he just wants to stay in there. So, how, how is mean, if due date is until the 7th, which is obviously the day before oh, um, yeah. before the match. So, but uh, I think, I don't know. Emma Emma says she thinks he's going to just stay in there for a long time, yeah, and, and it could end up going over. But obviously, we, we, we have no idea.
2: So, Absolutely. Well, time will be, tell. Because of that, Obviously, you won't be able to join us in person next week, which is a real shame. We'd love you to, but obviously, I might be able to yet. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see. If she lets you out, I will be very surprised.
4: Oh, she she she'd, she'd be happy to let me out. She she likes me out of the way, to be honest. So, um, well, even
2: if like it's the, the day after her due date, she's gonna let unless, you out to come to do a podcast yeah. all day.
4: Unless there's signs of any contractions or anything like that happening, then she she'll let me out. Yeah, she she won't mind. Uh, she, she, and honestly, she'll enjoy the peace and quiet from it. To be honest, so uh, but we'll obviously <laughs> we'll, we'll see. But just be, before we wrap up, I just want to say something as well. Um, I just want to say a big. Obviously, uh, some of you might have noticed. Obviously, ones that are watching live on on Facebook, I've now got a, a shirt up in the background. For probably the last time we do this virtually, <laughs> which is ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, what, what you might, guys might not realise, this is actually, this was a donation from it from a viewer. Wow. Um, so jim wilkinson i hope i pronounced your name right um gave this to to stags actually i think he gave it to them at the start of the season but obviously with covid and stuff we've not not managed to get around and get it picked up but um uh paul nyan sorted it out and got it got it over to my to my dad today at, at walking football who's brought it over brought it back to me but oh, yes there's a an official worn shirt from from christian pierce from from last season so uh, yeah, big thank you to to Jim if you're watching or or listening because uh, yeah, it's fantastic and, it, and it's finally up there. Just <laughs> annoying that I've only managed to get it for the last uh, virtual <laughs> one, but we may have more. So. Maybe we're definitely going uh, pride, you know, in a proud place in this room, anyway. Absolutely. I
2: mean, maybe we'll have to try and see what we can do in terms of repaying really that 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 favour and and that that kind gesture in the summer because we still want to put out some stag stories, so. You never know what might. You never know what, what might would happen. Be quite fit into if we could get the number five on, wouldn't it? At it some would. Point. Yeah, absolutely. You never know what might happen. Um, also, at the end of the season, you know, we will be doing this post-match show at the end of next week's game. We'll probably do a watch along um, as well. Um, but um, just in case something does happen in the week and Nathan is unable to join us next week, me and Nathan for a long time after podcasts have always like started to write little songs and little things like that. And Nathan was very, very bored the other day. And this is what he sent to the, uh, to the group chat.
4: There once was a man called Naiju Clough who came to the stags when things got tough. He won 11 games and drew 12 more to save them from relegation.
2: I mean, it's not bad. I feel like I need more though, Nathan. I wonder what oh, else you've got for us.
4: The chips were down and things were bleak for Mansfield Town. In came Clough to steady this ship with a sprinkling of his magic.
2: Very nice, very nice. I would like some more though. And if I of these what, go what? in a podcast, I'll break your niggas I mean, I did have to edit that because he did swear <laughs> at me, but there you go, but that's what you get. It's in the podcast, and I tell you what, we're going to keep coming up with more verses, and at the end of next week's show, we are going to release our own sea shanty, jumping on the bandwagons of 2020, a year after it's happened. <laughs> That, though, does sum up the Mansfield Matters podcast and probably, with Mansfield Town's performance today, sums up their season. A 4-1 victory at home to Oldham Athletic. Cruising at half-time. Should have been 10. And then we give them a goal Tense at 2-1 and then we go and kill the game off. Well done, the Stags. The end... Uh, the season of home games with a victory. Nigel Clough wanted it to entice supporters back next season. Hopefully today is the final time ever we will watch a home game from our sofas. Hopefully we we'll are back in the one court next season. Also, um, hopefully next week we will have all of us together. We'll do a podcast in the week if things happen. And um, if there's news to talk about, we'll do a podcast in the week. But we'll certainly be back with you on Saturday. Maybe with a, a, a warm-up show. More possibly, though, with a watch-along live. We'll all be COVID tested. It'll all be done outside. We'll have gazebos and all of that stuff. All safety will be in place. But as a thank you to you for supporting us throughout the entirety of the season on this podcast, we will put something like that on. Thanks very much for getting involved with the show today. As always... Have a fantastic remainder of your weekend. It's bank holiday. Tomorrow we get to find out who H is on line of duty. Looking forward to that. I'm rambling now because I've chosen a longer in outro bed. Who cares? If the baby arrives this week for Nathan, good luck. Thanks for joining us. It's been a long old season. One more game to go. Counting down. One more game on the sofa. One more game until we can write this season off. Let's hope we can end it in the way we've ended it today. No, not by giving away a stupid goal, but by putting in a committed performance full of desire, full of energy, which accumulates in one thing and one thing only. Nick in Bancorpers, no, not line of duty, a win. See you next Saturday. Thanks for watching as always. Take care. The views expressed in this broadcast are solely those of the individual. For more Mansfield Matters content, mtfcmatters.co.uk is the place to be.
1: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around,